Okay. We have an intro we typically do. Uh, hi, I'm Danny. Hi, Molly. And this is Black Chick Lit. How are you doing, Molly? With all the... I guess I should say this is our first recording during... Following George Floyd's murder and during the current protest. Yes. So we just yeah. posted an episode that took, and it took place before, so we didn't mention it. Because you know us, we'll record and then, you know, it takes Every- us a minute. It does. It really does. <laughs> We're it's trying to be better, but. Well, I mean, that was, we were, it was a week later, like. That's you know. true. It feels like it was six months, though. It really does. I don't know what's going on with 2020. I just think about, I tried to list all the shit that happened this year. <laughs> and I know I forgot something. Um, but essentially what's going, like, I'm not going to, I don't feel like educating people. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Not, I had to be like the only black person at work today. And I'm or not today, but I have like, had to be the only black person at work talking about race. And I'm not, I'm not here for teaching people shit or explaining shit to people. Hopefully we're all caught up by this point. You know what happened. You know why people are mad. Can I ask you something before we get into this? Yeah. Should we, like, do it head on? Like, have this discussion? Because I'm almost like, I don't know, I feel so tired. Like, I almost feel like being, like, a place for, like, Black folks just to rest. That's what I mean when I was like, I'm not going to explain why you should care or, or, like, I'm just so tired. I'm tired, too. And at this point, I'm like... I'm not here for teaching people anything. I just wanted to sort of talk about like the observations I had. And am I understanding you correctly? I might not be understanding you correctly. Yeah. I mean, maybe even just a more general check-in. Cause it's like, I don't know. I'm looking at the, the list too. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, we all know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's well, like, I-, I have no other thoughts about it, you know? Yeah, and most of my stuff wasn't about the the stuff that happened specifically. It was, like, the things that sort of spun off of it. Okay. So, like, I'm not going to go into the whole journalistic thing about... <laughs> I could. The thesis I could do between the New York Times and the Philadelphia Inquirer headline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to do that, and then I was going to talk about... I was going to talk about... um the, There was a trend. I don't know if you saw it because you weren't on Twitter. There was a trend of, like, people, like here are black books you need to read. I'm like, does that really help though? Yeah. Like, like, it's like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. Like our podcast is for black people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like we've all been hearing it over the past week. Yeah. Well, it kind of feel like, cause like, I also don't want to ignore it. Cause I feel like. I don't want to ignore it. Yeah. But I feel like if we could just talk and then if it came up, Okay. Like, I'm sure it is. Because it's like, I don't know, I just feel like listing out, like, this well, happened, are... and then this happened, and then yeah. this happened, and it's like, this, you know, it's like, I don't feel like anyone who's listening to us hasn't been worn down by this all week. Yeah, and you don't have to follow this. I just wanted us, in case we needed, like, reference to something. Mm-hmm. there's links here this is by no means that we have to do a point by point yeah it's just, I don't know like I feel like exhausted oh I've been exhausted and my patience is kind of short like I don't feel like talking about it at work I don't know like yeah I don't want to talk about it with people especially with like white people at work I don't want to talk about it at work I'm kind of like 
I'm not over it, but I am over having this discussion. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm sure like shit's going to come up, but it's like, I kind of just want to do a check-in with like black people and be like, how are you? Yeah. So, well, I guess I don't know how to do that on a, between just the two of us. Well, I guess we can just ask, how are you? <laughs> I'm just, I'm being really petty. So like I, so I think I was telling you someone on my feed. So we can't talk about the JK Rowling thing. Cause that is what inspired. This. <laughs> yeah, let's, start, let's start with our old, I can't even say frenemy, just enemy. I don't, I don't know her. She's not even an acquaintance. I don't know I never, her. I never got into Harry Potter. I feel really bad for people who this is like, I cannot imagine having a childhood hero, someone you like really who, cause like people talk about the Harry Potter books and how they like transformed their lives. Yeah. And like this book means so much to me. And to have this author out here just showing her whole ass and like, like especially if you're trans, like being yeah. such a bigot to you, like that's gotta be heartbreaking. So I yeah. can't, I can't relate to that. And like it's like I am like I said, just an acquaintance, but she's out here as we speak. <laughs> the day we recorded this, JK Rowling, in the middle of pride, in the middle of global protest, decided to just remind us all she hates trans people. <laughs> right. I, I don't I even... I'm nervous. I'm not laughing that she hates trans people. I'm sorry. That was inappropriate. Go I ahead. mean, it's so absurd. Like, I don't even understand what she was trying to say. I don't know where it came from. Like, it was like... It was, first of all, first of all, like we said this in the intro, and I don't know how much of that you're going to keep, but she was just like, oh, you guys are protesting racism. Are you busy over there? I'm still transphobic. <laughs> just in case y'all forgot. So it it I just, like y'all aren't paying attention to me. To me, right? In the middle of this. I, girl, what were you thinking? I'm not going to read the tweets because they're pretty bad, but it, it, she just went on a whole diatribe where she's like, just like, there's no such thing as, or like sex, there's only two genders. It's like, it's just really, she's mad because a headline, I think what sparked it is there was a opinion post that said, creating a more equal post COVID-19 world for people who menstruate. And I guess she got like, and I hate using this word because I'm using it the way the conservatives do. And I guess she got like triggered by the use of people who menstruate because they were trying to use more inclusive language. That's stupid. <laughs> That's it. Why? What? Like, why? I don't know where this came from. I did, okay, so the New York Times did a really good article a long time, not a long time ago, it was probably a year or two ago, about how, like, this strain of, like, trans-exclusionary feminism has, like, worked its way to British feminism. Like, it's not, it's kind of a fringe thing in the U.S., but apparently it's a lot more mainstream there. Hmm. I just, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that, I like, I've heard that term before. I do know, you know, like, them being more French here, but I didn't know that it was so prevalent over there. I just, I, I mean, it's like to say that at a time when, because I think she was trying to make the point like, well, if you erase, she kept using the word sex, I think she means gender. Um, you know, if you quote unquote erase gender, then you're not going to be 
looking affirmatively at um, like the injustices that women face around the world. And it's kind of like to say that in the middle of these protests where people are also protesting for the rights of like black trans women who are being killed. Mm-hmm. It's so like just fucking wildly distaste. Like it's so off the mark. Read the room. Like what's going on? <laughs> it's like the the thought that first of all, you know, trans women are women, mm-hmm. so gender, gendered violence against women includes gendered violence against trans women. That's mm-hmm. that's absolutely bringing attention to the issue. And even if you want to say, like, you know, women in this very narrow um, interpretation of what it means to be a woman, uh, women, a, a woman, woman. <laughs> a women's, um, <laughs> like the idea that being inclusive to trans women or understanding that they have like trials that I um, as a cisgender woman, like, don't have and saying, like, I understand you and I understand what's, like, I don't understand, I can't, I won't ever walk in your shoes, but as a fellow woman, I understand that we face all these different trials and, like, that doesn't, me saying that doesn't take away from, like, my struggles as a Black woman. Does that make yeah. sense? It's yeah, like, she's basically, like, all lives mattering. Yeah. <laughs> like all lives mattering except for trans lives yeah (laughs) she's very clear she's like no don't look at that look at me yeah she's like well if we acknowledge the violence trans people or if we acknowledge trans people it erases the struggle of women and i'm like does it how does it how again trans women are women i don't (laughs) i don't get it i don't get it i don't get it i don't know what got her off on this thing it's been happening for a while like because this started, I don't remember when the first one, and they tried to play it off as, remember they played it off as a middle-aged moment. And then it, like, <laughs> which is ageist. You're ageist, Jake, Joe. Um, and, like, and then it just kept happening. And it's, like, it's, it's been happening for a while. I don't know. I feel bad. Like, again, I'm not shocked, but I do feel bad for people who are, like, coming to terms with the fact that, this person who wrote this thing they love is very, is bigoted, is transphobic. Let me ask you something. Uh Are you able to like separate, and this might lead into one of your points on the outline. Are you able to separate like, like a artist or creator from their work? Okay. This is actually not, this part isn't on the outline because I'm going to say I struggled with this. Okay. Real nerdy. I love, I love Rurouni Kenshin. (laughs) <laughs> oh me too I was I trying love- to make my husband watch that it's on oh. Netflix <laughs> oh is it the dub or is it the sub I can't stand that new dub they did I'm sorry I love Rurouni Kitchen so much mm-hmm. um, like it I love it introduced me to like adding arcs like it didn't introduce me but it made me realize like the way he did like his characters and the character development and I just loved it and I was like wow I would love to write a story like that where like characters come back and they learn and they grow like Aoshi was my favorite character that man <laughs> went on a journey <laughs> he like he like went on a whole last journey he showed up out of nowhere was super evil and all this old stuff but the guy who created the series mm-hmm. is a, a convicted pedophile. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
I knew something was coming. I just didn't know what. Nubuhiri Watsuki. Um, and so, like, I think about that, like, because the movies came out, and I wanted to buy the movies, and I had to sit there with myself, and I was like, Danielle, if you buy these movies, you are putting money in this man's legal defense fund. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I couldn't do it. I watched the bootlegs. <laughs> so that is what I deal with, because, like, they... They've re-released some of, like, the manga and, like, these really big bind-ups. And, like, again, I really love Kenshin. Like, it was, I love, I discovered it in high school. I love the character. He's, like, this really morally, he's, like, this really well-written character who's, like, really morally, like, he has a really solid moral compass. But he's a very flawed individual who can't stick with it. And I'm, like, he's, it's such a great character. But the guy who made him is just, is trash. (laughs) Such trash. Kenshin would hate his ass. Kenshin would like beat the hell out of him with that reverse blade. With that he, would reverse, have, he would have to turn that blade around. <laughs> he would have some blood force trauma. <laughs> and so I had no idea. <laughs> it I I came across it. I was in the video. Someone did a it was a similar question, like what you asked. Like, can you celebrate the art from the artist? And that was the example they used, and my world was shook. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I'm not really, I don't know, like, I don't listen to Kanye anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't listen to Chris Brown anymore. I definitely can't listen to R. Kelly anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't hold it against people who can. Like, I don't judge people who can. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to rock out to R. Kelly, I mean, I guess you do you. I don't know why you would want to. But yeah, I, I mean, like, I'm going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you put it on, but. Yeah, but I can't know. do it. Yeah. No, I, I. I think that's a really good point because it's like I can't. I feel like I can't even sometimes get to the separation question because I'm like, um, like if when I hear something, it, it's like I can't even enjoy it because I just I'm thinking about the fucked up in this. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like can I separate? I guess I can't separate it because I'm like you know if I hear an old Kanye song and I'm like yeah and then I'm like that Negro said slavery was a choice. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You ruined it. <laughs> you ruined it. So, yeah, I, I I, guess, like, the reason why, like I said, it related to one of your points, and I guess, like, the conversation we had, like, when we started, too, you were saying, like, um, you know, expanding it from, like, artists to maybe, like, creators themselves and, like, all these messages that are going on right now for the Black Lives Matter protest. It's, like you know, you have a question here, like, performative activism versus systemic change, and it's like, um, so I'm taking a little Twitter break, right? Yes, I don't blame you. Because my mental health just needed a couple days. Um, so I've been, like, on Instagram a lot. <laughs> See, I got rid of Facebook and Instagram, so we're covering our bases. <laughs> right. And it's like, Instagram is like the wild west to me. Like, I'm not as familiar with it. Um, Like, my account is like super private. And I just like share pictures with family members. But I'll be looking at like the Discover tab. (laughs) And I swear, I swear, Danielle, the only reason I really get on there is to like watch people do hair. But it's, like, you know, everywhere I'm seeing, like, black squares. I'm seeing, like, 
very strange, like, well, I don't want to say strange. I was seeing like very performative um, imagery. Like, do you know who King Bash is? It sounds familiar. He's on, he's like a Instagram or YouTube comedian. Uh, the kids are going to roast me for this, the youngins. But he like... <laughs> They're just cooler than we are. It's fine. They are. I'm so old. I'm so old. I'm tired. And I don't know what TikTok is. And I don't even know how to find out. <laughs> um, but um, I think he was on Wild and Out also. Um, but he... So he decided to make um I don't know what you would call it like a photo shoot or videos or something but essentially like he has no shirt on and he's like you could tell that he had been working out (laughs) and he wrote the names of people who had um been killed by racist violence um like written all over his chest um yeah and he's like yelling. I didn't listen to it because I just I didn't again have the energy. <laughs> but I'm like um, turning that audio on. <laughs> it's like, oh lord, why? You misspelled a couple names on there. Oh yikes! And so when I saw it, like people were going back and forth, and like people were very angry. People were saying he was corny. People were saying like, you know, no, like he's allowed to <laughs> grieve in his own way. And so I was like, well, how do I feel about this? You know, um, I don't particularly know much about this man, but he's black. And, you know, if this is the way he's feeling and, you know, his the way he connects to the world is through these videos and stuff. Then who am I to say how he should be acting like none of us? I think black people like you know, have like a handbook on what we should be doing right now. So when white people keep asking, like, what do you want to hear from me? It's like, I I, I don't have any answer for anybody on that. So I was like, okay, if that's what he wants to do. But then someone also showed a uh, clip. I don't know if it was from a video on the same day. He's dressed the same way, you know, he's the names on his chest and he's like in a pool, like hip deep in a pool. Like, look at his lips at the camera. Oh, thirst trap. A thirst trap. And it's kind of like, uh, okay, okay, sir. Like, <sighs> I think I've just been seeing so many posts, like, that fall into this. For me, I think I it know. gets really hard when you talk about, like, individual creators. Like, brands, it's super easy. Most yeah. brands are doing it performatively. They're just like, like, did you see that? You didn't, because you weren't on Facebook. Wicked did a post, like, Wicked the Musical. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? It was, it was like a green hand holding, it was like Ethelba holding Glenda's hand. And it was like, well, together we can defy gravity or something and fight racism. I don't know what it was. And like people dragged them. They're like, so like green people aren't being harassed. Like this is what y'all got. And this is what makes it better. Sorry, I'm gonna let oh, you go. They no, reused no. the image. It was the same image they used during Pride and during an anti-bullying campaign. So it's like, and it's just, you're just doing it for the points. I don't even know if like a lot of brands are just doing it for the points or so they don't get fucking dragged. It's probably both. It's like, trust me, I've been in marketing 
and in mess communications for like not a big brand, but I've been in like that world. And when you start seeing mm-hmm. everyone, all your peers in your aspirational people, like who you aspire, the companies you aspire to be doing it, mm-hmm. you feel like, oh, well, we have to say something. Otherwise we look bad. Like remember yeah. the pandemic first started and everyone from oh, your car dealer. was like, we're in this together. You yeah. can still pay your bills online. Exactly. It's like, thanks. Thanks. And like, and that's like, because like, very few, like, save, like, Ben and Jerry's, save, like... Ben and Jerry's is <laughs> I feel like there's gonna be, like, a, a whole bunch of, like, 80-year-old black people. They'll <laughs> be like, nah, nah, get the Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I mean, I like that at this point. Like, because there's very few people who are out here saying, like, how they are going... They're just saying, like, racism is bad. It's like, yeah. thanks. Thanks yeah. for that uh, realization. It's like, very few. Word, are, I didn't know. Yeah, very few are saying like what they're going to do or how they're going to examine themselves to like, and they they got called out for that too because you know who had the nerve to tweet a message? The NFL, NFL right? The NFL, uh, Washington's football team, who has like the most racist name, right? And defends it like adamantly. They're like <laughs> Jesus name. I just, it's insane to me. Yeah. Like, I got a message from Best Buy. <laughs> See you. I can't remember the last time I bought something from like Best Buy. They were like, what What can we Best Buy do? I'm checking my email down. I definitely got one from 23andMe. <laughs> and then I saw a tweet by DSW. And I was like, DSW? <laughs> the shoe warehouse. I mean, black people love DSW. <laughs> So, I just what the fuck? Like it's yeah. it's so cringy. Yeah, where it blew up on like the book world was with these individual creators, mm. and like there were people, like white people, who have really big platforms, who you know people ask them, "Are you going to speak about it? Are you going to say something?" And I think the ones that really blew up were where they say no, where they said no because they weren't comfortable with it or they didn't want it. I think the worst one I saw was like, this is my safe space mm-hmm. and I don't want to talk politics here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's, do you realize the callousness? Like what people are, people don't feel safe. They don't feel not even valued. They don't feel safe. They don't feel physically safe. There are people in this world because of the way things are, the, how it's happened in this world. Black people do not feel physically safe or welcome. And someone reaches out to you and say, could you just share this message that, you know, Black Lives Matter? No one was asking for a PhD dissertation. No right. one was asking for you to analyze, like, you know, police death data and come up with some kind of statistical analysis. You literally, the bare minimum, all you had to do was say, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And they point people to some petitions. Yeah. And they didn't. So on the one hand, I mean, it's their right not to. Yeah. On the other hand, I really get why people are, are pissed off about it. Yeah, I can I I I think this too goes to and I wish I was thinking I was like, we should uh um ask some young people. I know, which is too out of touch though. It's like so I, I watched that video, um what is the girl's video? What is Mina? Mina. Let's look at her, um, her channel name. Uh, Mina Reads. Mina Reads. And, like, it's a really good video. Like, if people haven't seen it, like, she's kind of addressing 
um, the particular videos, and I do want to dig into this a little bit more, but it's like, you know, like listening to her, I could hear like the hurt and the emotion and like the sense of betrayal that she has. Mm -hmm. And um, it's interesting to me because it's like, again, as an old, I like, I truly do not give a fuck what anyone on social media says or does. Like, I just don't care. It wouldn't occur to me to reach out to anyone and ask them their opinion on literally anything. But it's like, and I wonder if this is an age thing or I wonder if this is just, you know, me being curmudgeonly, but it, it it's like these places are so important for young people, like these online spaces, um, these online connections that the betrayal just like they're I feel like they're so sincere um with what they're feeling to, you know, the their online communities, especially like people who feel alienated from the people who are physically around them, that when there's a disagreement or when they they see um you know, some of the fakeness sometimes that can occur in these spaces, like it's just so much more devastating. And I hadn't really thought about that until I watched this girl's video and really saw like the emotion that she was portraying. So it was like, I, I, I don't know many young people, like the, the Gen Zers, they don't, like they'll like my Instagram pictures of the baby, but like they don't like talk to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I would say like, I would say like, what what is it about these online spaces that you, I, I know it's important, but it's like, I, I would want to know more about like how that felt and um, what they're seeing and how they navigate those spaces. Like that's kind of outside of this particular issue, but it just kind of, was interesting to me because like I don't give a fuck what anyone on YouTube says yeah and I think part of it well I think part of it isn't even so much as the online it's like you have this platform where some of these bloggers and Instagrammers and booktubers have like hundreds of thousands of followers Mm -hmm. and like if you got on your platform and said hey maybe donate or sign this petition it could do it could make a really big difference. It could get maybe get a couple hundred people. Like if even only 1% did that, that could be a couple hundred people who sign a petition or who give. So I could see like, and these are also people who, if you get into booktube, it is, it's kind of trendy to be like read diversely and to say diverse, yeah. you know, diverse books matter and all of that. So it's, if you on one hand can sit here and say, yeah, I support black authors, read this, read, you know, um, the hate you give because it's diverse read children of blood and bone because they're diverse. And then when it's actually time to like call out bigotry and oppression and anti-black violence in the real world, and suddenly you're all reticent about it. Yeah, I get it. I can get that. Especially if you like some of these people have like, again, 20, I think 20, 50, 100, 200,000 followers on their platforms that they could reach out to. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the point too. Like I don't follow anyone <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, there's I'm, like, I'm not clicking no links with anyone. <laughs> well, so like, and and again, it's like I, I'm not getting any news. I'm not forming any opinions from social media influencers, but there are a lot of people who are. So I just, I would just, and I hear you what you're saying. I just need someone to explain to my old ass 
like just the appeal of these people because to me it seems so fucking fake like all of it just seems so fake and everything seems so it's like if someone if you ask them to do it and they say no it's because they don't want to alienate their white viewership like and that there was never any doubt in my mind that you know maybe some people are being sincere but most of them this is their job and they you know your click is as good as uh karen's click so that avenue ad revenue they like that's how they make their living they're not going to put their neck on the line because they don't know you like they're not they're not your friends they're not your ally like everything you're saying like to read diversely like unless you mean that like unless you actually believe in it and aren't just doing it for views or whatever unless you like truly in your heart believe that's what you should be doing and I don't know if you can always judge that based on just a couple YouTube videos then I don't know maybe it's just more disillusionment I, I, I'm not saying it's like right or wrong for them to do anything, but it's like, I, I guess it's just like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm not surprised either. I mm-hmm. I think it's wrong. I get why they're angry. I think we're older. Yeah. We're a bit more jaded than they are. Because I was like, <laughs> she does like that video. She's really hurt and almost sounds near tears. And it's like, and wow, I why, am I like dead inside? I don't feel like it's just like. Because, like, I just didn't expect them to, like... These people are not your friends, like, people who smile in your face, but don't, like, walk the walk. Like, you can sit in front of a bookshelf and have, like, Black authors on it, and the the there's no uh, creases in the spine because they never crack those books open. It's, like, they're not... And she makes other good points, but it's, like, I want to say to her and, like, take her and say, like, don't don't let these people, like, get you down or, like, trample you or make you feel, like you know, all this, I don't know, like pain because they're just not worth it. Like they're not worth any amount of consideration. Like if they want to help people, that would be great. But if not, it's like, fuck them. Like, yeah. And I, I think she, she had landed firmly there. Like, cause she was yeah. like, you're not here for me. I'm not here for you. But yeah. I, yeah. But no, I get, I get the hurt and I get the anger and I get like, if you're a member of this community and People are constantly talking about like, oh, how welcoming because BookTube does sort of have like that. We're not like other YouTube communities kind of vibe to it. Like, and oh it's yeah, just, we're, it's but all it, fake. Yeah. It's all fake. Yeah. So like, I get her anger. I get uh, all of. I get everyone's anger, and I say like, okay, that's fine. You can sit there and say you don't want to talk about Black Lives Matter because it doesn't fit mm-hmm. your aesthetic, but people are going to call you out. And you, if you, you better say it with your whole chest, you can't sit, you can't turn around and then go on Instagram and start crying because everyone makes you feel bad. Because That's what pissed me off. Yeah. Ooh, because, like, pressure rose. What did she say? She's like, there's no resources on Google. It's like, bitch, there's whole books. Right. So, I think this, this is a line I've been saying from that video. What she said, what did she say? Like, if you don't know, it's because you're choosing not to know. Yeah. Like, if you're not educated, it's because you're choosing not to be. Because there are Black people, not here on this particular podcast, but there are Black people who would <laughs> sit down very patiently and teach you the history that you should have learned in school and explain to you why these things are wrong and explain to you resources and give you book lists and do this and do that. And it's like, they have been doing it for years, for decades. They've been trying to educate people on these issues. It's all available. Google is free, freely available. 
Jackson, <laughs> Ibram X. Kendi wrote a 700-page book on it. And then he turned around and joined Jason Reynolds to make a YA version. <laughs> the book. <laughs> like, there are resources. There's music. There's collages. There's murals you can look at. Documentaries. <laughs> like, there are many Black people who have been explaining, you know, this the the history of this struggle forever so i don't know it's just i told you like there was the uh, one youtube couple we were watching because uh, they had a baby right yes and it's like again like we would put it on and I, maybe i'm like getting to this point because we're like my husband and I had this big conversation after this happened and we're like, are we just putting YouTube on just as like background noise? And it's like, if so, like we need to be more mindful of like what we're kind of consuming. Mm-hmm. That's, that's beside the point. So they had, um, they are uh, theme park people. Oh, um, yeah. And we saw them because we were going to Disneyland like a year or two ago. Um, we were looking up like tips and parking and stuff. And so their video came up and we watched one. And then, uh, you know, once you watch something, it stays in your algorithm forever. Mm-hmm. And so when I got pregnant, like the video came back up and the girl was like a week ahead of me. So I started watching it because I was like, oh, that's interesting. She's doing this and I'm doing that too. And then, um, like, the ba- our babies are, like, a week apart. And, um, you know, it was, like, weird. Like, they had all the same stuff that we had for the baby. And, uh, like, they had many of the same, like, very benign interests. Like, they would be cooking. And it's like, oh, we made that same thing. Or they'd be, like, doing a Lego thing. And my husband loved Lego. And all these, like, really, like, eerily similar things. But when you think about it, it's just, like, super basic shit. <laughs> I think it was the combination of like being new parents while also being cut off from like any kind of support network where it's like, oh shit. Okay, well, here's some people who have a kid too and are going through pretty much the same thing we are. And it's like pretty inoffensive. So they um they said like they put out a statement because again, everyone was putting out statements yeah. and it was like, uh, you know, we stand with the black community. This is heinous. Um, what's happening um, with police across the country. They were like every day we're going to like highlight a different organization that's like committed to racial justice that you can donate to. And so it's like, okay, that's fine. And so I guess like, then they went quiet for several days Um and it was like, oh, uh, because I'm nosy. I was like, I bet they got black for saying like Black Lives Matter because these theme park people can be a little intense. Yes. And it's the same kind of thing. Like, you know, oh, I don't want politics in my space. Ignoring the fact that saying that is like a completely political and privileged statement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked it up and there were people saying that. But then there were other people saying like, oh, it's a... Uh, um, bold of you to say that when you have hella racist older videos and I was like oh what what now and so people were like posting like old videos and they went to they called it a quote-unquote urban party Mm -hmm. right where they were dressed up like um like bats basically um (gasps) 
girl. And then they were like, they went to a party with all white people. (laughs) Which, okay, Babs is a good movie, but... I I have complicated feelings about Babs ever since I listened to the Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood podcast. And they brought up a lot of points, but I was like, yeah, but I still like... (laughs) (laughs) To be black, it's complicated, you know? It is. (laughs) Continue, I'm sorry. I should listen to that because I haven't seen Babs in like 15 years. I don't even know what I'm they do a whole episode, and I think they might have a woman on there. They tend when there's, like, oh, a movie that has, like, either it's a mixed gender audience or it has a lot of, like, strong female pa- They'll get, like, women to come talk on it. And they're like, this movie's so stereotypical. And I'm like, yeah, it is, but, yeah. <laughs> like, it's also kind of endearing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's complicated. It's my problematic name, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um... So they were dressed like that. They were drinking like um, out of paper bags. They had boys with a hood oh. on in the background for some reason. All white people. And they kept saying, oh, it's so urban. You look so urban. And they were like, what do I look like? Oh, you look like a drug dealer. Yes. It was bad. Mm-hmm. And so um, like I, when I found out, I was like, they're not allowed in this household. Like, I, you know. Because again, it's like, these are just people that I put on while I was washing dishes. Like, I I don't know them. They're not my friends. They're not family members. They are people on YouTube and their opinions do not matter to me. But it's like what, I can't control like what racist things happen outside my house, but I can control like what I put in front of my son and what is, you know, okay and what, um, I think it's very giveable and what, you know, I spend my clicks on and what I contribute to ad revenue, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we were looking at like, my husband was like looking at it a little bit more. Um, he was looking at like some of the responses and he was like, I can't believe like people are out here like really like throwing their lives on the line to like defend them and saying it was a long time ago and saying, um, um, you know, everyone makes mistakes and da 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 da, and it's like, it, why 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 are we saying like racism is a phase? You know oh, what I mean? People treat it like a phase all the time. You find some racist white kids on their snow, their social and turn them into their school or college, and people are like, you shouldn't ruin their lives. It's like, well, they should know better. Yeah, it's like it. They're I didn't have better. a racist phase. I've never I had know. a racist phase. I never had an urban party. Like, I I don't, again, it's like privilege to say like, oh yeah. Like if you said something like, um, listen, like I grew up in a racist town and a racist family. I had racist friends and everything told me that this was okay. Um, but, you know, as I got older, as I started to think for myself, as I was exposed to more, I realized that that shit wasn't okay. It was racist. And I'm like, I apologize for being racist and I am going to commit to no longer being racist. Like all these, that that to me is showing growth, saying it was so long ago when this shit happened. I think it was like 2013. It was like, bitch, that's when the third Iron Man came out. That was not the, you know what I mean? 
for Iron Man. We're measuring time by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That was not that long ago. And even, it could have been 300 years ago and you still would have known it was wrong to, like, degrade people and say all this. He watched the apology, right? I didn't watch it because, again, of, like, did they monetize it? They don't need my black-ass dollars. But it's just, like, I can imagine, because I guess they had, like, young people like really young people who would like watch them because they would do arts and crafts and this and that. Oh yeah, I can see that. Right? And just saying like, wow, I can't believe, like especially like uh, people of color and especially if black kids watch them, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, it was kind of a basic show. But I, I, I couldn't imagine, you know what I mean? Yeah, these lifestyle vloggers, because there's that whole thing with that family who adopted that boy and then rezoned him. I don't <laughs> How they need to be charged with child abandonment, something because how is what they did not illegal? They brought this boy over and then they they like because for a while they didn't know where he was, they rehomed him or something. It's like you abandoned your (laughs) you were like, what (laughs) apparently for a while they didn't know where he was. What what is that like? What what is like authorities couldn't find the child? I guess he wasn't with the family, but then like I think they eventually and like he's three. Like, and you all just he can't, him. he can't, like, go to the gas station. Right. And they're like, for a Gatorade. And you'd be like, I don't know where he's at. Yeah. He's and it was a good fit. And it's like, if you had given birth to a child who was autistic and had difficulties, would you have just, like, rehomed him? When you right. adopt a child, it's a similar thing. You took on that responsibility. Right. It's like, if you, if you, if you adopt a child, because I have strong thoughts about a lot of this kind of stuff we're supposed to feel good about, but it yeah. seems very sketchy to me. If you adopt a child because you think like you're called to do it because of your religion, or you saw Angelina Jolie do it, right? Or you, you know what I mean? White savior nonsense, girl. <laughs> and you get into it, and you say like you are not equipped, and you can say honestly with yourself like I am not equipped to help this child I am not equipped to raise a child of a different race than me I don't want to acclimate myself to that I'm not willing to do this I'm not then yes let's find a new home for that kid because they should not be raised by you but to just be like we rehomed him because whatever like it's like it's so it, he's not a dog he's a kid yeah, he's a kid and he, he took halfway around the world from the language and the people he knew named him publicly name, right that name should be a crime <laughs> on its own it's like again if you can't do it then out of the safety like for the safety of the child i think society should step in and take that kid away from you but I don't think you get to say, like, we just, we put him somewhere else. We don't know where he is. We just couldn't deal with it anymore. Yeah, like, it's just been a year of everyone showing their ass. Like, every single dollar they made off of him, they need to pay back to him. They do. They and she needs, they need to be charged with something. Yeah, char- like, you listed a whole bunch of charges. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know shit about the law. Get someone who's, who's equipped 
He got a whole case. Apparently, they like taped his hand up to stop him from sucking his thumb. Are you serious? No, it's you like, need to go to jail if you put tape on a child to keep them from sucking. Like what? What the fuck? Yeah, it's just. And isn't he three? Three, he's like a baby. Yeah, he's a baby. Ah, dog. They need. Mm-mm. If they had any other kids in that house, they need to go on and take them too. Cause they got like four. See, I I don't get it. Like it, again, like this whole use of so- social media is strange and alien to me. <laughs> but again, I think Zuckerberg is looking at my personal <laughs> Facebook photos. No, I, can't I don't. Deal with <laughs> but like going back to the creator thing, I yeah. think. Because I was just thinking of examples of that I've seen on, like, the things I watch. So, like, the podcast mm-hmm. we both enjoy, they're donating, like, their entire June merchandise sales to, like, a a, a bail fund. And, mm-hmm. like, that's, like, the most, that's, like, the biggest thing I've seen someone done. Other people, like, I watched this Sims builder. She literally just spills mm-hmm. things on the Sims. Mm-hmm. She had, like... A full on like her, they have like that little um, and they say in the link below in their little about section on their YouTube video mm-hmm. with links on where to donate, links mm-hmm. on where to sign a petition, retweets that explained about like the movement, all this stuff. And she she addressed it in her video and she said, please find more. And she directed people. It's like again, no one's asking you to lead a anti racism workshop. <laughs> you do not have to become Jane Elliott. Yeah. But like. It does show solidarity. Like, yeah, it's a human, yeah. it's not a political thing. It's a human rights abuse thing. Yeah. So it's like you can you can show that you empathize with a human. Not a, like on a very base level, you can empathize with a human being who was killed. And then like you want to get on a nationalistic level. It's like, I don't think in the United States that the police should be killing random people in the street without a trial. Yeah, (laughs) my fellow citizens. There's a whole bunch of takes. They all lead to the same thing. You know what I mean? I think the best... You're telling on yourself, so don't get mad with people. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, don't, yeah. My misunderstanding of, like, what are maybe uh, not wanting to understand social media and people's relationship with it um, doesn't mean that I don't think, like, anyone and everyone should be calling out, like, the bullshit. Because, ooh, seeing that girl cry. Ooh, yeah. that made me angry. Like, how dare you? How? I'm glad I, at first I wanted to see the whole thing, and I'm glad I didn't, because I'm like, I don't need to be getting mad at 20-year-olds. Like, I'm too, right. old. I'm too old for that mess. Right. So I was like, this, this is for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are going to be all right. I'm really proud of Gen Z. Right? They're really, they're really doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Another thing that I've been seeing. So again, I've been on Instagram a lot and um, it's all people doing their hair. Um, Fade videos, like people giving fades and (laughs) doing fade haircuts. And uh, Animal Crossing memes. Combined or two separate? Three different things. Okay, I didn't know they were like putting Animal Crossing memes in people's. Okay, I got it. I would Please. love to see that though. <laughs> out there. Send it to me. Um. Uh. But uh. So a lot of people are making like Black Lives Matter and Pride flags and stuff like this and stuff like that. And on the one hand, I'm like, 
you know, this shit is not a joke and it's not an aesthetic. You know what I mean? But it's like, th- that's on one hand. On the other hand, it's like, but this is very important to the people who are doing it. Like these online spaces is very important to the people. Like they're doing it mostly, I think, sincerely. Mm-hmm. Like they want to show their support and the way they've always interacted with each other is virtually. So it's like, I can't get mad at that. And it's like, if it's an aesthetic, if it's this or that, like, okay, fine. Like make it, make it uncool to be racist. Make it like, you know, unpopular and weird to be hateful. Like Mm -hmm. make it like the norm, make it like what's expected to support marginalized communities. Like, it's like, to me, again, my old, old millennial eyes were on the upper end of the millennials, I think. I'm like, wow, I feel some kind of way seeing like, you know, this content. But then again, it's like, okay, but if that's, if that's how you express yourself, then I can't be mad at it. I just can only say that I don't really understand it. And, and I, res- I respect that that's where, you know, me- media and the big influencers are now. I think the best quote unquote statement I heard was another podcaster and they just got on and they were like, look, like we're three white dudes. Like there's no, I think he said, what do you say? There's no amount of research or educating that myself that I could ever do to truly understand what black people are going through right now. So he said, so instead of talking this time, we're just going to like play a feed from uh, black podcasters. Cause yeah. it's like, it's just not our time to talk. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. That and one other, <laughs> sorry, I'm all over the place. No, it's fine. Um, I saw like some people dancing at a protest, and there was like oh. one white dude in the front, like shaking some maracas, like, and he was getting really into it. <laughs> like the black people were dancing, he didn't try to jump in, he didn't try to <laughs> take the spotlight. Nobody had to pull him back. They just jumped in, and he was like in the back, like he was really getting it with those maracas. And I was like, that, that's the kind. <laughs> Like when white people are saying, like, what can I do right now? I'm gonna point to the to that video and be like, just shake the rock. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. I don't know how I feel about these dancing videos. I I hate the ones where the police and the army are dancing with them. Somebody right. did a tweet and I'm like, I know it sounds super crappy. We're really, we really sound curmudgeonly in this episode. That, but he's that's like what's in my heart. <laughs> but he's something like, How y'all look out here doing the Cupid shuffle with with the police, you didn't see your grandma and pop pop doing the twist before getting the fire hose turned on them, right? Because isn't that the thing? Like, like mm. it's like, oh, we're all kneeling or we're all dancing, and then two seconds later, it's like you're beating my ass with the guitar. Like, what the fuck happened? I don't know. And it's like, oh, okay, you get the again the picture because the reality you have the picture of, you know, everyone doing the cha cha slide. Yeah, we got our PR moment, right? And then it's like, okay, now uh, get out the tear gas. <laughs> Time to light them up. Uh, yeah, I feel like if it's just like one black person or two black people, again, I can't tell other black people how to feel right now. If you want to go out and you want to dance, that's what you're going to do. Like, again, I don't understand it, but if that's the form that your grief is taking, if you want to go out and you want to like slow dance with a cop or something, uh, again, I don't really understand what you're getting at. I'm willing to listen to what your point is, but 
It's just not what I'm going to do. I don't mind the ones where there's just the big group dancing. Although there was one group where there was a bunch of white people. It looked like a rock concert. Like, I feel like when the black people do it, it's like, it's like, remember when slave Twitter jokes were like all the way, like if, if slaves had Twitter and it's like, this crosses a line, but it's funny. And I get why you're doing it. Like it's a yeah. way of like making a joke of this trauma or making, you can't be traumatized all the damn time. It will break you down. That's true. And it's like, I mean, sometimes you're out there, it's hot. You've been in the house for like two months. Someone starts playing some music. Yeah. Some people are just going to dance because that's just just what they're going to do if they're outside. Yeah, they're running around slandering you as looters and violent, you know, Violet uh, protesters. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Like, but all you thing. really want to do is like dance you and dismantle <laughs> like systems of racist oppression in this country. That yeah, yeah, sure. So I get it. It's just when the police get involved, I'm like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I'm not falling for this propaganda. It's like because it yeah, it's a trap. It's like oh, you want to feel better because it's like again, they're human beings, and I think like human beings are most of us hardwired to feel a kinship and empathy with other humans. Mm-hmm. But it's absolutely a trap because it's like, you're only seeing a tiny sliver and it's like, Oh, but they have all this riot gear and they have these huge like yeah. rubber bullets. <laughs> and it's like, well, what is that for? If y'all are just dancing. Yeah. The AK 47 in your hand kind of takes away from the warm fussies. <laughs> right. Hi listeners, sorry to interrupt, but we have a sponsor for this episode. This episode is brought to you by the Mocha Girls Read Book of the Month, The Black Cabinet by Jill Watts. The Black Cabinet is a magnificently researched, dramatically told work of nonfiction that tells the story of the evolution, impact, and ultimate demise of President Franklin D. Roosevelt's Black Cabinet. The Black Cabinet never officially won recognition from the president and it disappeared from view after his death, but it still managed to change history. And as you listen to this episode, you hear us talking a lot about looking for resources to educate yourself, looking for ways to learn more about, you know, the systematic inequalities, inequalities that are built in this country that have sort of created the systems and the society we have today. And this is a great resource to use. This book has earned praise from Library Journal, New York Times Book Review, Publishers Weekly with a Star Review, and Kirkus Reviews. It's available in hardback and on Kindle, and you can purchase it now on Amazon. We are all looking for ways to learn more and do more, and this is a great opportunity. So check it out. Oh, Molly, I have a note in all caps that I would like to ask you on this page. Why is the health trending on Netflix? Why is what? The help. And uh, I got an email from Netflix saying, we've got a movie we think you want to see. I was like, read the room, Netflix. This is not a good time. I don't. It's like, because everyone talks about how bad Netflix's algorithm right, is, right? Great. And I know that there was like, my brother's like a super duper smarty pants. And they like entered some contest to try to make it better with like fucking math or something. I could never even begin to describe or explain what, right? (laughs) But um, it's famously bad. So I don't, I, but having said that, it's like maybe there's an over-reliance on computers sometimes because I feel like just typing the help into, again, Google would show (laughs) 
whoever wrote that email, how bad of an idea that was to send the help as a recommendation to a black woman. It's just anyone, actually, in this time. Ever. I I went on and gave it a thumbs down, and then I watched 13. (laughs) I don't blame you. Which was really good. I don't think I had watched that one. Or if I did, I forgot I watched it. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but like I saw the help and I saw these books of like children's fiction and I'm like, guys, we're yeah. gonna have to do the real the real reading. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be bougie, but like you gotta if you don't if you're not a big reader, there are documentaries that do the same thing. You you were gonna have to do some like real research. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it's like it's like we, you learn history in school and you're supposed to learn, again, critical thinking skills, analysis skills. But, you know, because of the way school funding is tied up and mm-hmm. teachers are wanting to lose their jobs and property values and all this stuff, it turns into memorize these lists. And um, McGraw-Hill says uh, slavery was a choice <laughs> also. So. Those were workers. Those were laborers. Those were the immigrants, the... the <laughs> Foreign workers. And tell me, tell me why Elmo and Elmo's dad broke that shit down. Did <laughs> you watch that? We didn't watch that. I, I, I have a. I'm still on Daniel Tiger. I know that's part of our lost episode, and I gotta see if I can have it. And I'm not gonna go into another super long tangent about Daniel Daniel Tiger, but um, I, I have only so much capacity for children's programming right now. <laughs> Oh, I just watched the clip with Elbow and because I wanted to hear. I find it really fascinating on how like really complex adult topics were sort of like broken down and explained to children. Uh-huh. Like, like they did. Like Sesame Street has a whole YouTube channel if you find it where they do like special videos. They don't air on TV, but they're mm-hmm. like a toolkit for people who need them. And it talks about like you know when family members are incarcerated, if you have a family member who's addicted being in foster care and it breaks down these really complex topics. Yeah, like, I mean, before they gentrified uh, Sesame Street, I know. it was like super militant. Like their stated mission was to be yeah. like that early education for uh, disenfranchised children. Urban, yeah. yeah. Urban kids, see, get me out of here. Yeah, and now they're I mean, on HBO. Now they're I, on HBO. I, now, like, no one who was on Sesame Street can afford to live there anymore. It's a Starbucks and one of those ugly condos. I hate it. I hate that they're on HBO. I really, when I was thinking about getting an education degree, I really looked into Sesame Street. And I'm like, they do a lot of good. And I really hate that they got taken off public access TV. Yeah. But it's like, okay, when you, because I get mad when I see that. I get mad when I see the level of animation quality Daniel <laughs> Tiger. But I'm like, you know, you, you can't defund PBS for four straight years and then expect them to turn out like Avatar level animation. You know what I mean? Oh, that stuff is you a know. step above South Park. Like he's just a flat 2D character walking. Oh my That's God. so bad. No, we can't get on Daniel Tiger. And I don't know how well Daniel Tiger can explain racism, to be perfectly honest. But Elbow and his dad, I don't know where this man came from, but Elbow <laughs> and his new dad did a pretty decent job on it. Okay, we might have to watch it. My my son gets angry when um, 
people on the TV are dancing and singing and he can only watch about five minutes at a time before he has to, to stop. So like, we've been doing a lot of uh, C is a car. Baby's attention spans are hilariously short. Like you got to be dancing or moving. They can't handle dialogue. What's that? So no, I just thought I watched that clip and I'm like, they did this pretty, they did this pretty well. Yeah. They actually had, they actually said the word black. His dad actually says the protesters are upset because pe- uh, people who are of color, specifically those in the black community are tired of be of tired of racism. Okay. Like, almost dad. Yes. He's like the specifics. Like they were like, yes. So and by the end of it, like Elmo was like, I want to protest too. I was like, yes, let's radicalize Elmo. <laughs> so I know if like Elmo was black. Do you think Elmo is black? I don't know. His dad, the dad puppet, uh-huh. he's either black or, like, from the Deep South. <laughs> you know, there's some crossover. Like, white guys from the Deep South have some traits. Like, I don't know. It's yeah, like, that's true. I, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I can't figure it out. I'm like, you're either black or Southern. <laughs> because some of his other family... Okay, this is really me telling on myself. Some of his other family members read white. Yeah. So I don't know where Elmo got all these family members to be perfectly honest. Yeah, like I remember my little brother who's a couple years younger than me, like he came up in the time of Elmo. Like Elmo was not on Sesame Street when I was watching it. He came like right after. And I don't remember all these people running around Elmo. Exactly. He did not. I thought Telly was Elmo's dad. No. My sister did the same thing. She's like, Telly's his dad? I'm like, no, I don't know what the hell they got Telly doing. He's out (laughs) having... He's having an anxiety attack somewhere. That that puppet was so nervous. I shouldn't laugh at that, but you you and my husband both have very strong opinions about Telly, the puppet. I like Grover. I like Grover. I, I like Snuffle Up, I guess. Yeah, he was high. Wasn't he? Like he was something <laughs> even as a kid, I was like, that that guy is on something. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, that guy is on something. And it seems Seems like something that I might be interested in. He talks all slow like this. I'm like, uh-uh, Snuffy. It was a hallucination for a while. It was. And then I, that's really creepy. They had to make him real because they didn't want kids running around talking about their secret friends. It yeah. wasn't safe. Yeah. Snuffy's just, just got problems from A to Z. I don't, I'm not a fan. Mm-mm. I like Snuffy. I like Snuffy. I like Ernie. Um... Cookie is funny. When Cookie Monster gets on, like, adult platforms, like, he did some skit with uh, John Oliver. Oh, yeah. Whoever, whoever is doing him is legitimately <laughs> funny. My kid screams when he sees Cookie Monster. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I don't know how we got onto ranking Sesame Street Muppets, but that's where we've landed. I mean, you know, Muppets. Uh, Kermit. Kermit's black. It's not easy being green. Yeah, he's got he's got some marginalization. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's that's that. There's a whole other hashtag that I don't really want to get into because I'm not qualified. The hashtag publishing paid me that I suggest mm-hmm. people check out. That was the only other thing I was gonna. Mention. I didn't even hear about that. Being off Twitter, it's like yeah, I don't know nothing. It's basically just white authors sharing what they got their royal or their advances for their books 
and like sort of like why we should all share what we're getting paid so these discrepancies would be more transparent it's like okay but yeah that's above me i feel like sometimes things happen and we don't talk about it it's like because it involves authors and we're not no we're we're firmly on the reader side yeah and we already kind of got messy opinion i feel like this episode is us at our like peak curmudgeon and i don't need it to be I'm just tired no, yeah. and old and jaded. I mean, I was shaking my fist to the cloud the other day. <laughs> I always think, like, what what would be the franchise? Because right now, it's like, if if I don't like something you did, that's it. I don't want to see no more of it. Take it off the Spotify list. You know, get it off of YouTube. I don't give a fuck. But if it came out like Matt Grinning, it was like... <laughs> Let's matter or something. Even though I know, you know, his involvement with The Simpsons is complicated. That would, I think, that would be the one that got me. Oh, really like, um, yeah. Because I can't like watch any of the old old Who ones anymore. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this shit is not okay. Yeah, especially when you hear people. I haven't watched that documentary, but I saw clips and just hearing <laughs> in those short clips, people talking about how much it. Uh, it impacted them and how they were teased. It's like, well, right. Damn, that sucks. Right. And it's like, I guess my whole guiding principle is just like, I don't want things that I do or things that I consume or things that I support to be hurtful to other people. Like I don't want, because it's going to go all over the place. I don't want, because, you know, I like a video game to buy it. I think that people suffered working like 80 hour weeks, 100 hour weeks um, because they thought they were going to lose their health insurance if they didn't do this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to laugh at a joke um, and say like my laughing at the joke is more important than people whose like livelihoods were targeted or lives were targeted by that or that joke was used like as a weapon behind uh, a weapon against them to make them feel bad or make them feel better uh, othered. I don't want, like, you know, me to go to the bathroom and because, you know, that's what I was always used to for someone else to feel, like, confused or scared because they don't have facilities that will accommodate them. Like, I don't want, like, my existence to be set up or my comfort doesn't trump, like, someone else's, like, safety. safety. Yeah. Yeah. Or well being or like sense of themselves. And I don't think everyone feels that way. Oh, no. There are too many people supporting Trump <sighs> for that to be the case. So, which, by the way, mm-hmm. this, like, and he doesn't realize it. This is his lowest. Like, the fact that he built that fence around the white, this coward, <sighs> th- he was such a big man threatening all this violence. Like go in there and show dominance, and the first thing he does, yeah. Well, and the first thing he does when the protesters show up is he builds a fence because he can't handle it. That fragile little coward Mm -hmm. baby. Sorry, that was a terrible insult, but I am I hate that man. I just so much. It's like when Bebo looks back at this year, like when he's in high school, and it's like, wow, that was a really crazy time. We'll be like, yes, it was. (laughs) <laughs> and then drink your whiskey and just be like, yeah. Can we talk about um, quartering soldiers? I can't believe, like, somewhere. Did we like, say that on air? Because I've been did. saying that for a minute. We 
it did the third amendment finally it was like yes it's been it's been 400 years or 300 whatever the constitution and he's like it's finally my moment finally my turn because that's the one we all thought would just be irrelevant. Oh, yeah, the cornering one. My, my, I swear, my con law teacher said two things that will probably never make it, you know, to the Supreme Court. One, internment camps. Mm. <laughs> no U.S. president will probably ever try to invoke that again, so it'll never be struck down as illegal. Two, cornering soldiers. <laughs> They just don't do it anymore. <laughs> Your calm law professor sounds very optimistic about the future. I mean, she was she she was like the head of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund on the West Coast, so she was pretty, she kept her for real, for real. So that should tell you how little people were expecting this shit. <laughs> Well, then after that, I tried to quiz myself on the rest of the amendments, and I couldn't do it. I know the first, the second, the third now, and the fifth. Is the fourth one the one that gives you a jury? No, is that a speedy trial? I don't. I have no damn idea. I don't know why I'm process. I think I don't know them in order. (laughs) You just know them. I I don't even know them that well. (laughs) They all kind of blur because they're all like different shades of the same thing. One gets you like a speedy trial. One gets you a and trial you know, they, of your, of your peers. law school gave me a certificate <laughs> because I got the best grade in a con law class. Like they said, you set the curve. I was like, huh? And they were like, come to the office and get your certificate. I was like, what? And I went and they printed it off and it was like, hooray, you know the constitution. I could not tell you one fucking thing right now. I couldn't tell you anything. I don't know. I don't know the order of the amendments. Oh, and I know the 21st, because it repealed prohibition. (laughs) And it's the same age as when you can drink. (laughs) I saw um, a list. I think it was some TV show is going to be set in Kansas City. And so it was talking about, like, Kansas City, if you've never heard of it, it's not in Kansas. And so it was, like, listing out all these facts and what was just ignored prohibition. (laughs) That's a very Missouri thing. It's like, nah, while they sit back with a martini. That's the state to a T. What was it? It was on Twitter where I learned that there's some states where you can't buy get you can't buy alcohol in gas stations or in grocery stores. And I was like, God. Missouri has drive through <laughs> alcoholic slushy places. Missouri is like, oh, you what's Missouri? Like it is your constitutional right. I would not be surprised to have a drink. Very lax blue laws around here. So I was shocked. Like there's like in the South, there's like a whole tradition of like alcoholic stores and you go to those special alcohol stores to buy alcohol and sometimes they're closed on Sundays. Oh, that I've heard of. Yeah, I don't. Not in the way. Listen, it is. You want alcohol anytime, any day. There is some place within a mile of you in Missouri where you can get it. Gas Memorial Day. People (laughs) set up in a... um, uh, I don't know if they did this in St. Louis. Like people would set up like in a parking lot of like a closed down Seven Eleven and sell like flowers and a big teddy bear yes, yes. and the Looney Tune T-shirts yes. <laughs> and you know <laughs> so many if you got it some wild turkey. So yeah, like anywhere, everywhere. You were everywhere. right about the drive-through gas stations or drive-through liquor stations. There is a there is a liquor slushy store. 
near, mm-hmm. near my old job. I love that place. It was good. Trots? Yeah. That was like Mizzou, yeah. Yeah, we had something like that. Oh, wait, no. I'm confusing it with Mizzou. There's some place in St. Louis called Narwhals, and it's like frozen slushies. It is good. You can get a frozen Bellini. Mmm. I don't think I ever had that. See, that's the Missouri man. I'm like, that sounds good. <laughs> we just really like, well, I mean, Anheuser-Busch is headquartered here. So the, you know they were going to be like, you know they were lobbying for people's ability to get alcohol whenever they want. Right. Well, let me ask you, how are things in St. Louis? They, We've been staying at home. They've been, there have been protests. We've had a curfew. I think things, I thought things might blow off more than they have, but I think they've been, they've been like on par with what's going on. Not, they're not the worst is from what I've seen. Um, I haven't gone out. I want to, but like my mom is on, she just finished up a round of chemo. Yeah. I don't know what her immune system is like. Yeah. are also still in the middle of a pandemic. I think we're all going to, that's going to come up at some point. That's... Corona's around the corner, like, bitch, I'm waiting. Like, it's gonna... It's like, y'all enjoy your summer. Exactly. Well, we're already seeing an increase in cases for Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. I think Florida, they said, exploded in cases. Yeah, so it's it's all gonna... And so now we're Mm -hmm. all... I've seen some really good photos of, like, socially distant protesting. And I'm not Mm -hmm. shaming. I mean, I get it. If you you choice between protesting and so... Like, they're both things that are killing us. So... Mm -hmm. But um, I'm just worried. So I haven't gone out because I don't want to bring anything back. Mm-hmm. I've been following the news. I think the fact that it happened here already with Ferguson, mm-hmm. and I don't think people understand just how close Ferguson is, like how compact St. Louis is. Like, yes, yeah, technically. I mean, you said you were smelling tear gas, right, in 2016? Like, you could see the fires. So, like, yeah. it is. It was like in Ferguson, but because all these little municipalities, and that was part of the problem, is you have all these tiny little municipalities who over-police their very tiny population. Mm-hmm. But like you're close. And so I think because that happened and they sort of, and some of these municipalities dealt with their shit, mm-hmm. like it's still bad, but it's not as bad as it could have been. Like they elected their, Ferguson elected its first black female mayor. I saw that. And she looks like she don't play. <laughs> she don't. I was like, look at her. She's going to do this. She's going to do this job right. So, so, you know, I think there's still the protest, though. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think the police here have, I haven't seen any. I will, I, please correct me if you've seen something coming out of Missouri, but I haven't seen any of, like, the abuse and, like, the beating up, like I've seen in other places. Mm-hmm. And that's the city. You have to understand what St. Louis, okay? The St. Louis City Police. <laughs> I... <laughs> I okay. The municipality police, the people like in those little counties, yes, avoid them. They ticket you to hell. The St. Louis City Police, <laughs> the whole organization of St. Louis, period, makes no damn sense. Mm. No, I think it's interesting to know because it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like so many times we're hearing, especially right now, people saying like, uh, wow, what what could it, I don't understand what Black people are going through right now. I don't understand what Black people in St. Louis and all these places are going through. And it's like, they're talking, 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 talking. It's like, well, why don't you listen, listen. Yeah. to some Black people? So I don't think we always hear, like, on a national level, like, you know, what actual factual people are going through day to day. Yeah. 
So I think, and that was just reminding me, and like, and I want to start a whole thing, and we can we can be done after this point. It's like when the protests first started, and people were mad that like, oh, there's 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 you know they're throwing bottles and they're being rowdy, and they're like, why can't mm. you all do this peacefully? It's like, well, Colin Kaepernick did do that peacefully. And Girl. You son of a bitch and blackballed him from the field and when he wasn't doing that people were writing books and doing documentaries like this is not new black people have not ne- just now started talking about this you right. didn't listen now you're listening now I'm just thinking about Kaepernick and all these people like why can't you protest peacefully and it's like if you don't bitch get out of here if you don't get all out of my face with that because like certain things are just making me like very angry <laughs> like I twitch yeah yeah, that's one. Like again, seeing all these very young people like becoming disillusioned like me <laughs> is another one that that kind of gets at me. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I see John Boyega like crying. Oh <laughs> I just like him. I think he's very sweet. I think he's hilarious. I don't like seeing like grown adults crying in I the street. Either. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. makes me feel very bad and uncomfortable again I don't know him but like you can feel his pain and I don't like especially I don't know I feel like just seeing like young people like just so heartbroken it's like yeah I don't know why but that's just that's that's what's getting me right now yeah well because I'm like I should be more mad and I'm also kind of cynical I'm like I I would love to be surprised and see this make some permanent changes and I don't want to like burn bread on us and say well they're not going to do anything I don't want to be the negative Nancy's I've been giving money i will sign whatever i will show up i can't do the protests because of health reasons but like Mm -hmm. i really want some change to come out of this i just don't feel 100 that it is although you know what tony he's said he's hopeful and i mean i guess if he's hopeful that man could be hopeful yeah like he wrote a whole thing about how he was done with kanye (laughs) (laughs) he's written many books about how he was done with all of us and how he doesn't have like we're all shit so I was like, well, so you know, Tanahasi. I mean, like the thing is, we weren't always. We're not always in this state. Like I know that yeah. a lot of people will say, like, um, you know, they're done with America and all this stuff, and it's like there was never a time that America wasn't racist. Yeah, like let's get that a hundred percent clear. But there have been times when, like, I can't say like, because Black history is American history. So there are times that I have seen like American history, like Americans, like black Americans, you know, uh, gay people, gay Americans, like Sikhs when they were going out and protesting and all this stuff. Like that's our history too. And I've seen us like at our best, like Zora Neale Hurston, like getting that uh, um, uh, government grant. And going yeah. down to the muck and writing, it's like that. That's our history too. It's not just um, always this oppression. Like Black Lives Matter, because their their lives they're completely full. You know, like there's potential and there's joy and there's all this stuff. So it's like we aren't always um, at our worst. Like we have so much potential to be better and we have been better. And I think we can be better, but it's like, not unless we, you know, make really significant changes. And I think I am hopeful that that can happen, but I just, I just don't know. I just don't know. No one's lived through all this shit before. 
They have it. And I will say, I feel like we've reached a boiling point, a breaking point with a lot of it. Like, this is revealing a lot of shit that people who should have known, like, people should have known by now. But there's no excuse not to now. Like, the cams of, like, the police just railing on protesters. Put you down that old ass man. Oh, I can't even. That is so traumatizing. Like, all of them are. I can't. I'm not, so like anytime there's a shooting where like a black person has been, I don't watch them. I didn't watch. I the don't. Movie. I can't. I can't watch the stuff of people being abused on camera or being like, like I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so like that one, it kind of like surprised. I got surprised by it. Yeah. I like, Holy shit! I didn't want to see that. Like I can't. I do it both because I don't like seeing it, and two because I feel like it deprives people of their dignity. Like I don't want to see this man mm-hmm. who I've never met crying on the ground for his mother as like a racist chokes him out like I don't yeah yeah and it's like like the toll it takes on your psyche Mm -hmm. like to always be informed but it's like at the same time you don't have a choice but to be informed like your whole fucking life like everyone every black person has had that conversation with the generation above you like what do you do if the police stop you what do you do if you encounter encounter someone racist like I know you're angry, but I want you to be safe. So you have to do this or this or that. Yeah. And it's like, you have to like come to terms with that um, and harden yourself to it. So it's like, just to see it over and over and over and over and over again. That's why I was like saying at the beginning, it's like, I don't know if I could just go through a list. I, I yeah. need to start with something else because it's like, I want to be like, I think when we started this podcast, it's like, we want to be a space for black people to come and feel like renewed and to come and feel like you're hearing like black people talk. You're not hearing like, well, I wonder what black people think or how can I, a white person relate? It's like, you're hearing like, you know, what black people are thinking. And I'm hoping that, you know, when I get back on Twitter, (laughs) like that we're, we're making a space for, and I saw you ask like people like, just how are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm we're making spaces for black lives just to continue on. Cause it's just, it's just, it's so exhausting every yeah. single day to be reminded of how little like people value us. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and that's why I don't mind those people dancing. Right. Just it's to like loop it all just, back. That is, that is a very good maybe budding on this conversation. It's like, <laughs> You know, we had this whole, me and my husband, this whole argument about Black people dancing on television to entertain white people. And I had a lot of choice words. <laughs> but it's like, if you just, if you just want to dance, it's like, I can't. However, even if you're doing thirst traps right now, if your fucking way of grieving is to do thirst traps, you know, you just go ahead and do it because I don't want to be another person fucking devaluing what you're doing unless you're really out here saying well I don't think it's so bad and- or Doja Cat <laughs> oh what the fuck was that about what the fuck I don't know I was just like well I can ignore that mess I only had one song from her I even liked I was like I don't need too. It's like I guess I just gotta take that off and it was a good like fucking work song where you could just enter a whole bunch of data into a database it's 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 crazy out here. Um, I'm all liquored up now. I have like <laughs> I did half a glass of wine. I had five before we recorded. 
So, oh, but, but no, we're not going to end this riled up. What are you reading, Molly? You went and bought books. Real books. I did, but I didn't read them yet, so I'm still going to hold off on it. Because, <laughs> and this is like, you were talking about like, oh, you need to learn history and, you know, go to the nonfiction and everything. And this is going to sound like out of left field. But I promise it, it's, it's going to connect to that idea. Okay. Um, so I went back and finally finished the last 20 hours of um, The Six Wives of Henry Eight. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it was so interesting to me to read it, like, right now. Like, a ruler who might be losing it. All yeah. these wives. Uh, crazy violence against your uh, detractors um, bending every law to your will <laughs> like he's, they were just what's he's, that? he's like one pope decree from forming his own religion girl I was <laughs> like cause it's like I think that like things are bad and no one in living history has gone through what we're going through right now but it's like it, it was just an important reminder to me that, like, human history is so fucked up. <laughs> like, as a species, <laughs> we are so bent on being, like, as wild as possible. And it was just, like, just reading it, I was like, wow. Like, just, like, how, like, power corrupts people and how, like, people just fall in line with it because they can see themselves getting advanced and how, like, you know, people can be marginalized because of their gender, because some like immutable quality of themselves, how they could be stripped of everything. And it's just like, damn, history really do be repeating itself, doesn't it? So it really does. It was if you are so I read all those um Song of Ice and Fire books uh two years ago, I think now. And it really scratched that itch for like epic, like uh, storytelling with like all these different like moving pieces and all these characters and everything. Um, it's very well written. It's very dry, mm-hmm. but um, it's very well researched, and it just puts a lot of information out there that I didn't know. Um, but also, George R. R. Martin like lifted whole cloth, <laughs> like pieces of that story for his for his um, <laughs> like Anne Boleyn is like a one-to-one match to um, this character. Uh, what's her name? Marjorie Tyrell. So much so that I'm getting all into Henry VIII this year. I don't know why. I was watching the Tudors on Showtime earlier this year. I feel like everyone has their Tudor phase. My mom had a Tudor phase. Cause it's so, it's so fucking juicy. Wild. Like they were messed up. It's like, so he has the one who like was super religious and she was like a total saint. And she's like, no, whatever I do, God will judge me. It's like, it's fucking empire. She's like, only God can judge me. You had like the one who was like super wild and she's like, I'm just going to do whatever I want and I'm going to snag this guy and he's going to be wrapped around my finger and da da da. You had the one who everyone said was so ugly and smelled bad. (laughs) But guess what? She outlived all the other ones and died like rich. Oh my you God. had the one who didn't even know what was happening to her. Like, she just showed up. It's just, it's so juicy, and it's just, it's just a great, 
especially like the attention I think historians have paid to this story. I want more like historical nonfiction. Like if you know something that has like a really good story, very well researched, like, and kind of like, you know, a little bit of escapism would be nice right now. Send it my way because I would absolutely love it. But um, yeah, I'll look for that. Yeah, because it was it was just very good. And like the um, author, like she included like every little like sketchy, like, <laughs> um, uh, what do you call it? A sketchy uh, detail because the people were like, all they did was sit around and like bitch at each other. <laughs> and be mean to each other in letters. Like um, he doesn't call, was it Cromwell? No, it was Wosley. He doesn't call Anne Boleyn a thought, but he says something like... Oh, because the word wasn't available yet. Girl, he said, don't be... Oh, I gotta look it up. But it was something like, don't get caught up by that young, um, unscrupulous woman in yonder court. It was like... (laughs) I'm gonna look it up for that episode, but it was like... It was not too far off from that. Like It was almost like... It was old-timey thought. Don't run behind these thoughts. Don't run behind these un- when, you, when you come back, that'll be your new display name. <laughs> it was for a hot second. Oh, was it? <laughs> but oh, I that's changed okay. it too. It comes together now because I remember I was like, where did this come from? And you're like, it's from a book I'm reading. <laughs> yep, yep, that was it. Um, I, I guess I can, I can find it somewhere else to you, but I was like, damn, <laughs> I was trying to so, think if I yeah. had any historic history I read that would be good escapism, but I don't mm-hmm. because literally every histor- like piece of nonfiction I read is about something terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, if you recall, the last book I read was about rabies. So. <laughs> and then I got like, ooh, the Chernobyl tr- disaster yeah. and, and R. Kelly. So I have no escapist. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's just so scandalous. And I would love something that's not about like European history or English history. But, um, like, you know, um, shout out to um, our Twitter fit friends. I have read The Warmth of Other Sons. Yes. And I enjoyed that. I like that. Um, of Mules and Men. Enjoyed that. So it's, like, something, you know, with, like, some levity. It, like, it doesn't have to be, like, all frivolous, but something to show kind of, like, the scope of um, history. Like, sometimes it can be scandalous. And it can also have a message, but you can be laughing too. So, so not stamped from the beginning. Probably not right now because I was listening to an audiobook before I went to bed, and just that like very like dry voice. I could listen for an hour and then drift off to sleep. I don't know if stamped from the beginning is gonna give you good dreams. Yeah, I know you're gonna read it, and you can tell me how it is, and um. You know, maybe when I don't have so much insomnia and literally need someone to read me to sleep, <laughs> I could go for it then. But so yeah, that's what that's what I um, finished. Okay, that's good. Uh, I haven't read a damn thing, so <laughs> this is not going to be my year for reading. I've come to terms with that. I've I finished that rabbit book. I mm-hmm. haven't finished those other two books I've been reading. This is How You Lose the Time War and Meet Me You in the Middle. They're both bad. So I haven't read them. Um, I did buy some real imprint books. I bought the third Night Vale novel. 
the faceless old woman who lives in your home. Mm-hmm. I bought If Beale Street Could Talk by Baldwin. Oh, okay. And I bought, and this is the one I'll probably start, Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. So Brian, it's by Brian Stevenson. He's a lawyer. He's the founder and executive director of the Equal oh, Justice Initiative. Do you remember? Oh, shit. That- I got a grant from them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. He wrote the book and uh Michael and Michael B. Jordan is in it. In the movie. Oh, okay, that's why it sounded familiar. Yes. I love it. You're like we got a grant from them. Do you remember when that thing popped up? No, we on- me. They gave me money. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> they were paying me. Oh well we, we we she always knew who they were. She just needs a little a little reminder. Why I is the first know. question? Is Brian Stevenson married? Like, who are y'all looking for? <laughs> y'all see, <laughs> you know, I always say, oh, Google's free. Google, Google, you know, it's right there. Google's horny, too. So you got to get through some stuff first. It's <laughs> the first question. Y'all are so thirsty. Um, but no, remember when that thing popped off on Twitter about that author who called out that college student who said, oh, yeah. I, w- I want to make sure no one ever reads read Sarah Dress. I guess I'm gonna say the author's name Sarah Dressed books because that's so this was the book she was pushing for Just Mercy and then he was on the documentary I just finished watching 13th I'm not gonna lie I didn't know he was black I honestly thought it was a book by some white author who was being all some white attorney who was being all you know like savory not Uh, savory as in flavor but like savior savory yeah not savory (laughs) It, or it slavery. It, it doesn't work. It's not a good word. <laughs> uh, but no, he's black. I was like, oh, okay. So I have the book. It doesn't look too long. I may start that one. And then at some point, I have assigned myself this year, I need to read Stamped from the beginning. It's okay. so Because I'm telling you, anytime the author, he's a professor of history, I believe specifically African-American history. None of this shit. He's like, I knew it. This is exactly what happened. He's like mm-hmm. nothing. He he looks so unfaced, so unsurprised. Like yeah. he's like he predicted like, none of this shit is new. It's like none. Of- <laughs> Y'all doing the same shit over and over again. It's like I need to read. I need to know what he knows. <laughs> I commend you for educating yourself. So well, it's on Hoopla, so I'm gonna try that. And I have the. Kindle version. I was going to try and get the hardback, but I feel like that might be difficult to get right about now. Right. People are buying up all the race books. Oh, yeah. I was thinking because uh, the post office like emailed me and they're, they're texting me. They're like, girl, you had a package on the way, but um, there's a pandemic and some protest, so you'll get it when you get it. Yeah, that too. But also, because I was going to do curbside pickup at my bookstore, Uh, and they're like, y'all, there's a backlist. Everyone's trying to buy the the racism books right now. (laughs) Everyone is buying the racism books, so you you can't get them from the library. If you you bought them and you read them, that's fine by me, because someone was asking me, like, how do you feel about all these lists? And I was like, if you if you truly you know want to learn more and you're gonna put in that work to read it and do it, that yeah, I can't be mad at that. 
Yeah. You don't need to come in and tell me about it. Like that man who gave my mom the Wakanda forever salute at the grocery no. store, that white man. No, no. And you met my mom. She did. No. She she told that young man that day how he could better himself. I signed up for another dumb virtual race because I want another dumb novelty medal. <laughs> and I was out this morning on my jog and like all these old white people were giving me the nod. And I'm like, none of y'all have ever heard of this before. What are you doing? <laughs> like none of you have ever acknowledged me. Stop it. I wouldn't even know. Like if someone, like if an older white person gave me the nod, what would I do? <laughs> like in a row. Like I don't see that's why I haven't left my house in a while. <laughs> I was like, can I suffer in peace? I'm trying to like I'm trying to do a mile under 20 minutes, which should be easy. <laughs> um mm, I mean good for you for thinking like kudos to you for saying, oh that should be easy. Well, oh. I sound tired. <laughs> I feel it's- tired hearing that. <laughs> I I had gotten down to as a result of doing those other four races like a mm-hmm. 12 and a half minute mile which is still not a great time for people who like actually run like I'm proud of it but like people I'm who proud run of it too. I don't know that I could run a mile <laughs> <laughs> like when you line up because they line you up by time there's okay. just the 11 minute plus and it's like <laughs> all y'all slow asses go in the back hey what matters is that you got out of the house and did it. Yeah. Well, I guess didn't even do that. I just want the medal. It's in the shape of the state of Missouri. It's oh, okay. Because the other one was a snowflake. Yeah, that was a puzzle, and you got all four of them. That was pretty. I I yeah. I like I like seeing the pictures of that. <laughs> I was very. It's still on my bookshelf. I'm like, look at that. I like that. that. I know this you have done is- like on a lesser note. I know that you have gone on like a real like health and wellness kick and it's like it's not it's not so much like oh you know you did this or you did that or you've been working out or whatever but it's like I know that it was something that you wanted to do for yourself and I've seen that progress and I'm oh, like thank you get it Danielle <laughs> and then you learn it's shallow reasons because I want a piece of novelty but <laughs> that's fine it was cute this one is in the shape of the Missouri because the race is called run the Missouri and you're like, in theory, it's a 370 mile thing from mm-hmm. June till October. Mm-hmm. And so you just like turn in your miles and you're supposed to run from St. Louis to Kansas City. Damn. Like we're running the distance. Mm-hmm. So some guy is already to Columbia. And I'm like, sir, this started June 1st. I think, I don't know. Damn. That's no, I don't, that doesn't seem legit. He's just like, running everywhere. I'm like, this is He's on an honor faster. system. Um, this is on an honor system, and I do not, I, I don't, I'm sorry. Do you remember that guy at Mizzou who, like, missed the megabus or something to St. Louis, so he just decided to walk? <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> they don't do megabus anymore. That's really? an institution that's gone. What? Why? I guess it's I, a little $5 ride. <laughs> I think Uber, I think, yeah, I think, like, Uber and Lyft those college students are like, well, just get a lift or something to St. Really? Louis. A or lift to St. Louis? Is that cheap? I imagine, like, if you, I don't know if it's cheap, 
but it probably it might be cheaper than uh uh I just forgot the name of it. It's like, probably oh, more pleasant than like a bus. Yeah, and like you could um oh, what was the name of that shuttle that ran to the airport? Was it Moex? Oh, see, I don't think that ran to the Kansas City side. Okay, that's what's gone. The Megabus okay. is still going, but Mo X is gone. And I think what it is, like, I think these kids learn, like, well, we can get an Uber and split it four ways and ride in a car and just get a ride. You know how mad I would be if I picked up an Uber and they were like, trying to see Lewis? I mean, you know. You know. And I'm sure it makes some good money. Like, because you know where people want to go when you pick them up, right? Oh, you do? I don't think you do. I don't like, know. I don't know. I've never done it. Somebody like, do you know? I feel like you'd have to. I don't think you can't just do. take on a. You can't take on an hour and a half ride. Because I feel like I have like from downtown uh, Los Angeles to Long Beach, and like somebody's like, "Where are you going to Long Beach?" And they're like, "Can you cancel this ride?" <laughs> well, then I don't know. I just know. I don't, I don't know. It's no longer that institution. Woo. <sighs> Missouri. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. I haven't read a thing. This is not going to be my year for reading. I can't focus everything I read. I just, I can't do it. The rabies book was super disappointing. And then there's the good books that I know I'm going to enjoy. And don't, sorry, this is a whole nother thread. Mm -hmm. Being on book Twitter Mm -hmm. and seeing everyone reading things they love and tweeting about it is also weirdly stressing me out because girl, it's a pandemic though. Well, it's like <laughs> you got to take care of yourself. Like people are like, I'm baking bread and doing this and reading all these things and getting through my TBR and doing this. Thing. It's like that's that's fine. I'm happy for you, but it's a trap to like compare yourself to others and feel like you know what I mean. Like, well, and it's not even the comparing. It's like they say, I found this book. It's great. You should read it. And I'm like, that does look great. I do want to read it. And so then it joins my list, and then I don't. I feel so. I'm like, look at all these books I want to get to. I get so overwhelmed. Like there are a lot of good books coming out this summer and people have been reading ARCs or their authors pitching them or whatever. And you know what? They're going to be there next summer. I know. Summer after that. I know. I just and if you take so care of your mental out. and physical health, you will be there too to read them. I know. And I got to remember that. Like it's not a race, but it's like you see yeah. all this chatter on your, I'm like, oh, those all sound so good. And I want to read them too. But I also want to read these other 50 things. Yeah. You'll get there. Me and my husband, he's never seen Hustle and Flow, so we're going to watch it. Pops oh, and don't do that to him. <laughs> you catch up to things like your own time. That movie is a gem and you know it. <laughs> you know how I feel about Terrence Howard. Well, yeah, that's true. But how do you feel about Ludacris getting punched in a bathroom? I don't know. I like Ludacris more than Terrence Howard. <laughs> he said he didn't have money to pay his child support. He did. I was like, Frank, you've been, you've been in how many of these Fast and Furiouses? Uh, remember when Ludacris was everywhere for a short period of time? Everywhere. My freshman year of college. Songs. Like, <laughs> he was on shit you didn't expect him to be on. Like, it was like some country song featuring Ludacris. Actually, that's the one thing he didn't do. Ooh, see, we gotta hang up because I was about to go off on a whole different spiel. Yeah. I mean, L-O- we could do another in a week yeah. or two. Yeah, um, I was going to say, LL Cool J was acting a fool on Twitter. He was getting into a beef with, with Denez Smith, the poet. Oh! Why? He called, he insulted Denez's mother. He's like, your mama or something. And I was like, what is happening? Because Denez Smith called him out for his, like, coonery. He was kind of being coonish. 
And, like, he didn't appreciate that. And so he came and attacked uh, Swiss Mama. And it was just really sad to watch, actually. <laughs> it was, I got to send you the screen caps because it you was. You got to send me that because, yeah. That that's was, the, that was that's a, the kind of my, content <laughs> Black Chicklet should be focused on. I'll send it to you because that was a bingo checkbox I did not expect to see 90s rappers getting into Twitter beefs with poets. <laughs> did you see Trina out here? Acting? Oh, I just ignored that too. I was like, bye Trina. I don't even know what you've been doing. I don't need it. I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. I'm going to cut right. you out. I can cut you, Doja Cat out. I can cut right. Kanye if I can cut Kanye out, I can cut anybody out. It's like, if you knew, I don't know if we said this in the last episode or which episode, but it's like, if you knew how much he meant to the black Midwesterners, you would know how much it hurt me in my heart <laughs> to say this. So if I said, my son will never know Kanye, <laughs> that it's like, that's, that's how, that's how serious it is. That's how deeply Real. you could go with cutting people. I don't know. Entertainment content creators out of my life because exactly <sighs> all right what are we gonna do we're gonna wrap this up so we're gonna wrap this up. take out whatever make- you need from that join patreon if you want to learn more about the tragic mulattoes um <laughs> daniel tiger um elmo early but- ox music early odds music trina etc 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 yeah uh, if you're into that you can follow us up on Patreon at patreon.org forward slash slash. I don't know which direction the slash is going. Oh, Black Chick Lit. Our Patreon membership started two bucks a month. Do you want to say what we're doing for, um, is it June? I don't know yet. I don't know if we've knocked out all the details. So I was okay. just going to be like, like we did with the other episode. You'll, you'll see it when it pops up. Oh, I meant the donation. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant our read our book. I was like, listen. Oh, we, girl, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you'll see, you'll see me coming around that mountain, and you'll know what book we're reading. We donated an entire month's Patreon earnings to the Louisville Bail Fund in support of those who are protesting um, against Breonna Taylor's murders. Yeah. So, so we could put like information on if you want to um, support those protesters or that cause. Yes. Because mm-hmm. fuck that whole situation. They still haven't been charged. I can't believe it. Girl. So uh, it's the system is the system is rotten. So if you can shoot somebody and then have your union cover it up and not even you know miss a day at work, that's a problem. You know what would happen if I went to jail or if I went to work and killed somebody? You'd be arrested. Like if I killed somebody be. on the job, you'd be arrested, which you should be. I would probably be shot and killed. Exactly. Which I should be. <laughs> We're going to get mad again. It's not okay. Ugh, I know. It's not okay. Know. It's like, oh, imagine if you called the firefighters for help and they just lobbed a, a firebomb in your apartment. It's like, it's the, like opposite. the opposite of what I should be doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like my whole. Like you, just... <sighs> you made the situation 10 times worse. And so, and also, and this is my last thing, you can't both say that cops are brave, like, you know, brave people who are going out and handling... But terrified of a sleeping... But terrified of everyone. year-old. Yeah, terrified of everyone, which is why they keep shooting everyone, because they fear for their life. It can't be both. Either you're brave and you can handle the situation, or you, you are too 
anxious and nervous to be handling a deadly weapon. Can't be both. Which, cool. I'll have a gun for that reason. Exactly. It makes me anxious. I told my husband the other day, I was like, you know why I'm not a nurse? Because I don't like touching people. Because I like use a little suction cup to get a booger out of my son's nose, and I almost threw up. (laughs) But if I went to work and someone was sick, and I was like, ooh, I don't want to touch them because they're sick, and that person died or whatever, I should be fired if not in jail for that. Negligence. I should not be a nurse if I cannot handle being a nurse. Exactly. I should be a math teacher because I don't know math. There's nothing... there's nothing so unique to policing that isn't the same with like doctors or mm-hmm. firefighters or, you know, other people or like EMTs, other people who do high risk jobs who that have high risk consequences. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing that unique to policing. Girl, we're in the outro. <laughs> we are. We, this, that might be a Patreon too. Patreon. So put a button on that. Where can they find us, Molly? You can find us all over the internet. <laughs> On Twitter at Black Chick Lit, on Instagram at BCL Podcast, or you can visit our website at blackchicklit.com. I think quarterly we go in and respond to comments on there. So if someone like totally random responds to you, that's me. Because I can't remember the login information. So I just respond from anonymous accounts. We're getting better. So we're getting better. You have I any can't questions? remember my old passwords. I can't remember this password too. I can reset that one if you need it to the website. No, because no, you'll reset it and I'll forget it again. <laughs> the like, problem is not you, Danielle. <laughs> we were having a lot of trouble with our website too. Like they migrated, listen, nobody cares. They migrated our whole website. It broke everything. Danielle had to go and I had to, I was learning fucking SQL. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any of this shit. So we've been... This whole spring, March until now, it's been a struggle. Okay. It's been. It's Thank been. you for sticking through. That's not even me trying to guilt people. That's like if you are still here listening, you're a trooper because I I don't know. It's been a lie, y'all. So yes, I was like I was playing in databases, okay? I was just deleting shit and trying to see what happens. I think I was on the ice plate at what I was like, if something breaks. If the whole website breaks, please tweet me and let me know because I'm digging it. Um, if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to contact at blackchicklit.com. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. And you know what? Don't. You know, catch us when you catch us. <laughs> it helps us, but I'm not going to act like I didn't spend 30 minutes today saying I don't understand what you at the end of the day it's like I just felt like talking to my friend Danielle and people say that they like and appreciate hearing like you know quote unquote real conversations and it's like if we could have just offered like some space for some black people to like have a second to laugh at some ridiculousness um, without acting like shit is just peachy keen or there are no problems in the world right now then you know, if that's our mission, if that's how we can help right now, then that's that's what I want to do because it's a lot. Yeah. And I know people are tired. Mm-hmm. And like, if you like it, we appreciate you listening to us. We appreciate, you know, whatever you do or you choose to do to help us. But if you can't deal right now, if you just want to read um, 
you know, frivolous things and you just want to relax, go on and listen to Ice Planet Pie. <laughs> Get your lap on over there. And just oh. do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. So, yeah. We'll get through it, hopefully. Yeah. At some, well, somehow, we always do. Black people so. are resilient. Like, yeah. we have been here, not just here, there are Black people on ev- at every fucking corner of this country. Like, I see these protests, people are fucking Antarctica. There'll be, like, a Black girl there who fuck us on the side. So it's like, you know, they try to kill us, they try to do all this, but, like, we just survive over and over and over again. And we're going to make it through, but... It's just, if you feel tired, I, I understand. So I, yeah. So yeah. Don't let the, what's the thing from Handmaid's Tale? Don't let the bastards beat you down. So I think that's it for our outro. We don't have any music on this one. So yeah. All right. I think we're out. All right. Bye guys. Thanks guys.